0: Wow, what a journey it has been to go through the rings of power for the last seven weeks. Seven, yeah, because the first two episodes came in the first week. That was a that was a rough week, but we made Anitential. it. penitential, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But we made it through through all eight episodes uh, into this final uh, culmination of a complex plot that brought us into many places with many journeys and many characters we love to
1: hate. <laughs> So. How about that surprise <laughs> twist at the end? Wasn't that oh. great? How brand was surprise. It, it was
0: amazing. <laughs> I couldn't believe they pulled it off and pulled the wool over everyone's eyes. So we're going to review this in depth. We're going to go through um, a lot of the scenes, pick up out, pick out as much as we can. Then we'll talk about maybe where it goes into season two and some of the things that the showrunners have said about the upcoming season, which is going to drop, I guess, in 2024 at this point. So we've got a while to go. But first of all, uh, we hit 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, which is pretty awesome. Hey, um, and uh, right? And that was goal, much rejoicing. It was. I think it's awesome. Like it's great. It and we had our awesome. first first live stream, which uh, which had I think uh, at one point we had almost five to six hundred people uh, joining us, which was which was great too. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Hmm. And we're not, you know, the Rings of Power is over, and we're not going to stop doing stuff. There's a lot of other Lord of the Rings things to do, and, and Tolkien and Middle Earth, and uh, like the our podcast Window on the West. We're going through that. We're going to uh, uh, get back to the Silmarillion. Thank the Lord. We, <laughs> yes. can actually yes. back.
2: we would like to emphasize these would be real
0: Tolkien things <laughs>
2: yeah. as opposed to fake Tolkien <laughs> things right. that we've been reviewing for the yeah. last two months.
0: Yeah, so we're excited about going through that. We have great people in our uh, Discord, our private Discord server, uh, which if you're a patron at thewandering.com slash patron, you can join up for there. It's only $4 a month. Uh, and after fees, I mean, we only get three fifty of that, but
1: it's free for the first month. <laughs> so, we'll... well, maybe maybe that's the silver lining of this whole Rings of Power thing. That people will watch the show, go, "This is horrible." What what book was this adapted from? They'll go back to the book, and they'll find people like us. We've already that's seen amazing. that on our Discord channel, where someone was like, "Because of Rings of Power, I found you guys." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's great. Yeah, so, it's so awesome. I especially
2: that. like how you use the phrase. Back to the book, Dan. That was perfect. Back to the book. Back to the book. Back to the book. Back to the book. Yeah.
0: Yeah. These showrunners were amazing how 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 verifiably Tolkien they were in
1: everything they did. Anyway. Is that a phrase the showrunners were saying? yes. Amazon people? at San Comic-Con. At the Comic-Con, they said that.
0: Yeah. We were trying to do anything as Tolkien as we possibly could, or Tolkienian is the way they said it, which is still such a weird word to me, but they said, we're going to go back to the book, back to the book, back to the book. Uh, if you want to see that, you can go to my video about Dissa, the most powerful and diverse character in the Lord of the Rings, and how how strong she was. Very much yeah. in the book. Yeah. No,
2: so what they failed to tell us was that the book was in the middle of a flaming dumpster. That's what they kept going back to. So.
1: <laughs> well, they're already talking about now for season two that they're going to make that they're going to make that more canonical. So if they were already going back to the book, how can they do it even more for season two, right?
2: So maybe what they meant was back to the book, back to the book, back to the book in some other season. Mm.
0: Yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, I guess so. Anyway, anyway, so if you want to join and join our, these weird, no, sorry, weird, these very enjoyable conversations that we have on, uh, <laughs> on, our, on our Discord channel. Uh, and also we do some uh, live videos we do on Discord. So we'll all get together and just chat for a little while. Uh, I think we have one coming up on, on Saturday night. We're going to try and do one again. That'll be fun. Uh, yeah. Join us there at thewarning.com slash patron. Like I said, four bucks a month, first month is free. So you can join us for a month and then cancel and then join again and cancel and join again and cancel. And then I will cancel you, but no, I'm joking. It's okay. <laughs> but
2: wow. Yeah. That got in, intense <laughs> that really got, fast.
0: No, 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 no. no, it's fun to have re- really people together. And you know, we want to invest in this. So we've got better equipment. Now we've got, um, uh, we've got <laughs> better software that allows us to do these live streams and everything like that, right? We're, the money that we're getting from from the things that we do, we're sinking back into this to, to grow this and to make it more, because this is something we do in our spare time. Uh, it is a Sunday night at 10.30 p.m. for me, so we have day jobs. We're all gonna get up in the morning and do the other things that we actually have to do to make real money. And so w- the more we get out of this, the more we put back into it and the more that we can spend doing it. So uh, we really do appreciate all of you subscribers and we appreciate all the people who have uh, become patrons. It's just a lot of fun for us. I think, you know, our tack isn't that we're angry and that we're exasperated and frustrated and we're gonna get, you know, g- got something up our, mm-hmm because we don't like this, but we just, it's, it's fun to do. It's fun to do, we're speaking of fun, fun to do. Yeah, yeah. and it, over the next couple of years when we don't do this, one of the things that I really wanna do is I want to go back through uh, The Lord of the Rings, Peter Jackson's films, and go through every single part of the f- uh, of the movie that, that is different from the books. So we have the complete list of film changes that uh, is uh, everything that we could find at the time that is different in The Lord of the Rings books compared to Peter Jackson's films. So I thought we could go through this one change at a time, uh, and release a bunch of those, and really just talk about like why they made this change, whether it was good or bad, what we would have done instead of it, and um, yeah, kind of shoot the breeze on on where did he go right and where did he go wrong, and probably argue on some things because I might be the most purist of the three of us. I don't know, but it'll be fun, something to go through. So we'll do. So that. are you
2: saying, are you saying, Jonathan, that we're going to go back to the movies? Back to the movies. <laughs> to the movies? Is that what
1: we're,
0: we're saying? There are three of them, so we'll go back to the movie. Back to the movie. And and this, this,
1: this will be good for me because I started my uh, Lord of the Rings uh, trip going through Peter Jackson first. So I was introduced to Tolkien through Peter Jackson. So that'll, that'll yeah. be interesting for me to go down that road and see, like, oh man. I, I Even now, like, we did the, the B Reads Lord of the Rings and I went back and watched Fellowship and I was seeing all these things I never saw before. I'm like, no. Yeah. It's ruined now. (laughs) I I mean, you you can see
0: how... And and kudos to to David Mullick, who really did all this here back in the day. But you can see how particular it is, right? No tent around the party tree. That was written in the book, and it's not in the movie, so... Can I ask how many of these there are? I think um, there are probably about upwards of 250 to 300. Um, Sweet. So uh, there there are probably probably more that uh, we'll eventually get to but uh, that we'll find and, as we go through it again, but but yeah. And
2: as a point of clarity, are these the extended edition or not? Did you say that already?
0: You know, uh, I don't, I think the Fellowship might be the extended edition and the Two Towers might be. I don't know if we ever got back to go through everything with The Return of the King, but we will go through the extended editions for sure, rather than, like, we'll, we'll go through them as the canonical ones, rather films, rather than the theatrical ones, because they are better, in my opinion. They do add more. So anyway, so we'll do that, but... But that's that's down the road a little bit for us as we recover and we have to get some rest, clear our brains, read some real Tolkien, and then we'll get back to doing this here. Uh, but in the meantime, let's let's jump back to the uh, the <laughs> episode eight Alloyed, which I don't know, guys, what do you think? What do you think of the name Alloyed? What's your take a on the
1: name? What a great name for an episode. So it good. was it was nearly perfect. I I I completely
2: jived with this name i just just take the two l's and replace them with two n's and then then i'd be all in (laughs) that was how i felt
0: (laughs) which for those of us the rest of us that that would be annoyed oh wait wait, no wait annoyed oh
1: (laughs) yeah so like the episode name clearly they're they're alloying the metals uh, we'll get to it later when we get to that yeah. scene. But I was so annoyed when Halbro goes in see? and he's explaining how you put two medals together, and Kalibrimbor's like, "Oh, like now it all makes sense now."
2: I have a oh, line about man. that that I yeah. wrote in my notes that I have to say right. again.
0: Okay, right, let's
1: let's 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 get into it. So
0: so here's the very first right the, all right, the scene one. Scene one. We get um, uh, not Gandalf or Gandalf now. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's Gandalf chasing his apple. He he gets to this. Forest, and somehow the uh, white witches, as you like to call them, uh, <laughs> Michael, or the Nas girls, as a lot of other folks are calling them now, uh, get their first again, kind of like Halbrand, Halbro, Sauron got to uh, uh, Adar first in, on a horse somehow. So, uh, Chase is his apple, and then there's creepy Nori, because it's not Nori, it's feminine right there. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and we find out that they think he is Sauron, and he's not.
2: So, uh, no, he was Sauron. They said, so look, it says right there, he's Lord,
0: Sauron. Sauron. Lord, Everybody
2: Sauron. who was watching this thought that that was Sauron. We were all shocked.
0: It was, it was, um, it was a moment I had to pause for kind of like when Boromir died. I had to reread that a few times in the two right, towers. Exactly. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't. All right. It. Next scene. <laughs> so we move on and we get to, um, the six day journey of a gut injury for Halbrand, who who knows now maybe he's not really injured maybe he's faking it i don't know like now all these questions come up about like Lee, what is this look really he was dissecting? losing a lot
2: of blood so so here's the thing you could say this you could say he faked an injury maybe I mean, you, you can't fake the blood coming out of you so he's you know probably stabbed himself so that's option 1 he stabbed himself which leaves us with the conclusion that a lance to the chest and a six day hard ride without stopping which jonathan i know has something to say about that the distance covered but but before we get to that option one galadriel's an utter idiot because nobody would believe that a man could with a lance wound to the chest would survive for six days on a hard horse ride he was near death yeah and and she rides for six days and he's still alive um so so she's an idiot that's option one yeah Option two, she's beginning to suspect more that he's something more, but not, not really, not, not at this part. So I'm just going to have to go with option one.
0: And speaking of the six days, somebody actually pointed this out, contacted me and said, because in my, in my review, I said it's about 600 miles, really is what we're talking about, from, from where they were to Eregion. Uh, but what's funny is that he said, like, you can probably do a horse about uh, 30 miles in a day, uh, and, and, but if you, uh, you maybe get two days out of it, but then you kill the horse. Mm. So uh, it's not, and this was somebody who knew knew like was
2: yeah. There are hosting. there are horses that can go that can do more, but no way they can do more than fifty miles a day. And yeah. she would have to do a hundred miles a day, yeah. and it's not in a straight line. It's yeah. it's along these paths that yeah. and so anyway, so Gal so my conclusion was um Galadriel's an idiot because the person she has in front of her is clearly not a man because he would be no way that she that he was a, be alive by the end of the six days. Yeah. Uh, but anyway.
0: Yeah, and it looks like here I didn't realize this, the forge is not yet done. You can see it in the upper left. Mm-hmm. Forge so. is still on Oh, but it will be. It will be. <laughs> it will be in the Wait, next sixteenth uh, yeah, look at the top left. That's the forge right up there. <laughs> it's all the scaffolding. Isn't it
2: amazing how they do one little trip to uh, to uh um uh, cause a Doom in the beginning and then the forge gets half built and then a whole rest of the season passes and and, it, and not another <laughs> just, stone goes up it's just uh, like I, exact same.
1: I did not catch that. I wow. just caught
0: it too. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the beauty of a second third view through or or kind of yeah, time going through. Beauty, it. So here yeah, the Here we get, get here we get um the befuddled Celebrimbor wondering how to extend the qualities of a metal. He's only a, an, an Elvin Smith of Oregon, but he's wondering how do you extend the qualities of a metal <laughs> beyond the small amount that it is? What could you possibly do?
2: Don't worry. He's going to get told. But yeah. um, and, and just worthy of note, still one suit, Celebrimbor. <laughs> so it's been eight episodes. The guy still wears the same clothes happily we're going to see that he has a second set of clothes we're going to see him in a second set of clothes for the f- finally
0: that's what i've been waiting all it's, eight episodes it's,
1: for. it's what i've been wondering for a long. i time just before. want to take a second to mourn uh how how they totally made kelle brimbor and gil Gallad just total idiots in the show mm-hmm. it's it's just like they totally yep
2: elves are manipulative yeah uh, Ma- self-serving idiotic
1: and yeah that's all there is. So to like that. Caleb oh, Rimbor is supposed to be like he's supposed to be here. like yeah. He's supposed to be like the 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 best Elvin Smith next to Fanor, right? Mm-hmm. And he it's like a an,
2: living Smith from the greatest race of Smiths in the history of Middle-earth. Yeah. So anyway, and I just wanted to he doesn't know what an alloy is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, we needed right. a, we need Halbrand there to tell us. Hmm. So we move forward and she tells them about Halbrand and that somehow he gets healed. But just, just like uh, uh, Bronwyn, who is up and at him within about 20 minutes after getting an arrow through her, through her shoulder. Pretty close to the heart. Uh, he's fine, too, pretty fast. I don't, I don't know. Like wait, 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 that way.
2: Stop here. Stop here.
0: Okay. Oh.
2: <laughs> so, this is great. This is an example of awesome writing. So good writing. <laughs> Elrond asks her, how is it that you are here? Which, by the way, this is a rational question. Because mm-hmm. last time he saw her, she was heading to Valinor on a boat. And the comeback from her is, how is it that you are here? <laughs> you mean here in one of the only two elven kingdoms in Middle-earth right now? Like yeah. one of the two places that I would be found in? Dunno. <laughs> how is it that I'm here? I guess walking. Fast travel. That's how I'm here. I'm here He's by
0: like, people. And he's like, oh, you got me got me there what am i, what am I gonna <laughs> tell her i don't i don't know why am i here because the writers <laughs> needed a plot and throw me into some place I, I never should have been
2: the, the, there's a part of my brain that'd be like the actor be like yeah why am i here in this show anyway
1: I really wanted them to break the fourth wall and be like, and why are you here?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would have that been would be, great. That's <laughs> awesome.
1: That is the best.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, okay. man.
2: So come to me much discussed. So in the next scene, the lodger then retcons her own decision, Because we have decided in episode seven and eight, we are now, the writers have decided that this is dissociative identity Galadriel. Um, (laughs) She is now going, she's now gone for six episodes with being a total and complete self serving rage monkey, into now she's compassionate and wise and merciful, and she sees the error of all of her ways. um, And with a retcon her own decision, she says that she doesn't feel. She, she, her own decision, she jumped from the ship because she didn't feel worthy. Now, what was shown to us cinematically was clearly she jumped from the ship because she wanted to keep hunting S- Sauron. That was the reason we were shown cinematically and that she stated verbally when she got picked up by Numenorians. So this is a retcon. <laughs> this is, mm. this is just, no, no, she's really a good character. She's not worthy. Cause that's a, 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 a sentiment that someone would feel who has morals. Which we know she doesn't from the first six episodes. So, anyway, but here
0: she, but she contradicts herself right away too, because I believed in my heart I was not worthy yet, uh, and my task was not yet complete. Uh, but that, you know, take your, either one of those two will work for you. But she says like I knew that somehow right. my task here is not yet complete. So either you're worthy, not worthy of it, or that your task isn't complete. Unless she's saying that her task isn't complete, and completing her task would make her worthy of it. But regardless, I mean, again, they they have they, they have a place they have to get to, no matter what came beforehand, where they need to get to everything that comes before doesn't matter within the plot of it, this single episode because they they simply have to make sure that they get to the point of the rings being made there but wait
2: know? before we get to that point, there's more c w level lines. <laughs> I did not cross that bitter ocean only to drown now, and I thought, what Is someone <laughs> pushing your head underwater I mean that's going to come later in the episode. she right?
0: also did not cross that bitter ocean to drown like she didn't she didn't do anything she was <laughs> I mean, unless she swam for half the distance and then got picked up by a raft.
2: Nor will she let you, she said, nor will I let you to Elrond drown. How? I mean, so I guess what we're supposed to be implying here is that he's told her his whole tale and she's told him her whole tale. And so she's well, not gonna let him drown because he feels bad about the Dúran situation. So that was, I guess that's the only way to read this. Um, uh, but really we're just supposed to find her sympathetic. That's what, that's what
0: this scene is about. So, And I think of all the lines, the only thing we can do swim just keep swimming (laughs) just keep swimming it's like it's like uh dory right (laughs) in uh awesome that's um, awesome uh finding Nemo. Nemo. yeah look at that look at that smirky look too oh goodness
2: i mean there's there's a lot of those and now my favorite scene of this whole this is this is the best this is the best but this i found this scene to be staggeringly lazy from the writers okay
0: and and let's start first before we get into how it's written let's get about how they frame this because he is i'm guessing supposed to be in the brand new amazing forge that the dwarves built for them Mm -hmm. and this is all we see of the entire huge structure that has been revealed to us in these shots before one room with one small forge, right? Usually you'd build a forge with a huge amount, like the fires have to be so hot, so everything below it is built up into that, but you see just coals burning on this little forge thing. So the whole idea that they had to spend the time to build this massive forge to get the dwarves to do that, and all we see is this? This is the majesty of this
2: forge? Which is terrible. I mean, look, this is bad even if it's what I'm about to propose. What I'm about to propose is that maybe what the writers were thinking was that the the Dwarven Forge isn't finished, and so this is the old Forge of Celebrimbor, which would still be as everything you said would be accurate jonathan um,
0: well yeah is, but, is, but that i mean another. talk about lazy then because then why would you need a forge if it's working for you anyway
2: exactly they, they in fact gave us a whole problem in episodes one and two that had no meaning whatsoever because the dwarven forge had, had nothing to do with it if that's the case yeah. right. so but but never no but that isn't but wait there's more stupidity so this whole scene is so we've criticized Rings of Power many times because of the slowness of their plot, like not moving their plot along, not having characters interact, just taking tediously long to finish any plot line or any Mm -hmm. movement. Yeah. And then we come to the great, I mean, it's almost like they were, oh, they were going, oh crap, this is our last episode. We got to make a bunch of stuff happen right now. So in this scene, from, from nine minutes until like three or four minutes, we've had no remember Halbro or Sauron hasn't met Celebrimbor ever so in this one scene of three minutes we have to by comparison a six-minute goodbye scene from the Harfoots that nobody cares about at the end of this episode in the next four minutes here's what happens in the next four minutes of this part Halbro meets Celebrimbor and introduces himself Halbro fr- flatters Celebrimbor Halbro um, uh, ask probing smithing questions about gems. Calabrimbor references Fëanor and references the Simerils. Calabrimbor reveals that he also wants to capture the light of Alamor from Middle-earth. Halbro discovers the Mithril. Halbro questions Celebrimbor about the Mithril. Celebrimbor says there's not enough Mithril to suit their purposes, hinting at this uh, idiotic plot point. Oh man. Halbro challenges brimbor on that. Halbro asks about alloys to combine with Mithril. And then the greatest living smith of the greatest race of crafters in the world, blubbers no. and looks stupid at the mention of alloys. Apparently Calebrimborg's <laughs> never considered combining metals together. He's intrigued. Hal- Halbro unnecessarily refers to his idea as a gift so that everyone can go, oh, he's the giver of gifts, he's Anatar. Oh, so my gosh. all of this happens in like four minutes. They shoved all this development. This should have been, if they're gonna have Anatar here, Sauron is, is tempting Celebrimbor, This is this should have been something that was developed. This should have been we should have made it been able to believe that Celebrimbor could have been fooled by Sauron in fair form.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's
2: nothing here believable. This is a forced four minute like and then this and this 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 all these pop points relationship solution to all your elven problems boom 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 and now we're ready to go. Four minutes later. It's yeah. it's it's well, just terrible.
0: And so and so the question about this that I have in coming into Sauron meeting uh Celebrimbor is is this part of a plan that Sauron has, or is it what has happened to him because of Galadriel's uh, machinations throughout the entire episode of getting to, you know, getting back to to Middle Earth.
2: I was going to ask you guys that. I was going to uh, say, yeah. like, there there only is, seems to be two possibilities. But what do you guys think? Is this is, it, is Sauron a master manipulator up to this point for these eight episodes, or has he been a victim of? Is it all been chance and Galadriel's machinations that got us here?
0: Hmm. I, I, one, I think the writers don't know. I, I hmm. think they, I don't think they have that. They're not that capable to to come up with a plan. <laughs> That actually results in something intelligent like that because e- either from either side whether it's it's Sauron's uh, uh desire it's it's his entire plot in order to get to uh, uh or something or to be revealed then it's the most convoluted plot that somebody would ever come up with of being on the ocean and then going to there and then be trying to become a smith in Numenor right that that whole process he, it just even make... for
2: our writers that would beggar belief like yes. that whole string that, oh, so yeah. the only the only uh, that's where i'm at too and the, so that means the only solution is sauron never intended to so... to to go and tempt the elven smiths he never intended like this whole plan to make rings of power and, right. sna- and, and snare the elves was never his intention that's the whole this is the conclusion that i've come to that, that the writers are telling us and in fact that his speech that he gives to Galadriel at the end, which we're going to talk about when we get there, but that speech w- him was him telling the truth that basically it was Galadriel pushing him the whole way. That's right. Which means that weirdly, we have legitimately, by the writer's own plot structure, we have firmly one person to blame for all of the problems of Middle Earth, which is Galadriel. It's the it's from the first <laughs> six episodes that it's her fault. Everything that happens is her fault because it, without her, Sauron would never end up here, would never, um, right. um exactly end up with the rings yes. of power.
0: Everything, then, even, I mean, even in the end, what do you want to bet? They're going to put Mithril in the one ring, and there's going to absolutely. be some sort of fight with the dwarves to get the absolutely. Mithril, and he's going to yeah. need it. That's going to be part of the whole. The, no doubt. The, the, the battles that, the big battles that they're talking about. And so, right there and then, that's going to be Gladriel's fault, too, because she brought him back and he found out what Mithril was and the Mithril power has and da, 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 all that sort of stuff. It's. Anyway, all right, let's move on. We can mm. talk some more about that. Someday. All right, so next, it's the next NF- scene is
2: back in Numenor, and this actually starts with a few minutes, which I liked. So, we finally get in this scene what. Is actually tol- um, Tolkien's own thoughts on, why, on what the Numenorians were obsessed about. It only takes them eight hours of exposition and boring show to get to tell us that the Numenorians are—they have a an obsession with immortality. Um, they envy the elves and they seek in all of their efforts to um uh, live as long as possible and and even after their death to be, to remain immortal in their in their monuments of stone and tombs and everything else. Yeah. So so we our Farazan's here talking about this this um driving theme of the numenorians which is in fact right from the lore this is a good scene should have been in the first time we met the numenorians we should have got some hint
1: of this not You mean it yet. wasn't that they were afraid that the elves were going to come and take their jobs? <laughs> I thought that was the main problem with the elves no, no, no. It, that, it was it's a very right, good reason Charles. it is a very
0: good reason <laughs> a, um, uh, this is the best scene, someone say it's the best reason this she this scene here it should be the cherry on top of everything they've established already about uh what the new minoreans pride and desire for immortality uh you know it's it's the one scene at the end that should Remind us that yes, they want immortality, and this is going to be a major problem for them. But that's not they. They show us this big giant wave, but they they don't give us a reason for it other than they're not following the old ways, which they never have established what the old ways actually are.
2: Right, right. Um, and we're going to get uh, we're going to get some comments about that. Uh, so when we see Alendil um, uh, and uh, Tarmuriel. but yeah. in any case, in this scene, this is the setup for um, invented daughter of Elendiel to um, to be talking to, to taking a, a portrait of Arfarin because she might be the one that's chosen to do his tomb um, effigy, and then of course he thinks that she's Tarmiriel, and and then so he he opens the secret door and she gets to go up and look at the palantir. So now she also can be a completely empowered woman with the wisdom that uh, allows her to know everything right well, to do,
0: and she will be one of the great movers of the faithful now because she knows what's gonna come, because yep. Elendil won't have seen it, and Amandil, who's not even in, won't have seen it, and Isildil won't have seen it, so she will be the mover, which follows right along with the plot that every person of power and every mover and shaker in this show mm-hmm. is essentially has to be of the feminine, The uh, sorry, of the identifying female persuasion. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that, like, that's what I got out of it, And but you know, the problem with this epi- the scene is it happens, how many minutes in? 13 minutes into this episode, and everyone's going to forget about it in 2024 when the next season comes out very true um yeah so all uh, right so she goes
2: up looks the, she's going to look at the palantir and now here we are oh this is awesome this i love this scene it's so good i mean and by good i mean it's terrible so so here we have a fascinating scene where gil gallad is being told that basically they this is all the through they're getting is this tiny amount but don't worry, Celebrimbor has a plan, and by plan I mean cackling about how much power they can all have. Right. And or or rather that Gilgalad can have. And there is a 20 to 30 seconds in the middle of this scene that Gilgalad actually acts like an elven king with wisdom, but the rest of the scene he's an idiot. So, so um, let's first give props to Celebrimbor, who changes his clothes for the first time in our show. <laughs> He has a new outfit. Why yeah. this time? Ooh. I don't know. Don't care. And um, Gil-Galad has apparently um, brought them... Oh, we don't know this yet. So so basically, Celebrimbor is telling him that um, they can be building to a power that is all but unbounded if they turn it into a crown. So he's going to make a crown out of Mithril. And and, and uh, Gil-Galad rightly asks him, why, uh, it, why a crown? What, what, what are you talking
0: about? With this crown. He,
2: yeah, you know, why are you talking about power and a crown? Why a crown? And he says, circular form will be ideal. Yes, that's not how
0: power works. But hey, one you know. one broken round. Sorry, this is yeah. so. This is, this is why, why. do
1: they? Yeah, why do they feel the need to like make this into like a explainer of like here's the physics of how the mithril will work? Right, right, we mean, right. you make it circular, and the circle will is. Why? So why? why, do they uh, do why? This? I, so I have an answer. You know why?
0: No, because the Triforce was already taken. You can't make it a Triforce.
2: <laughs> so it's only excellent. That's <laughs> so terrible. That's way better than my reason. Okay.
0: So, <laughs> no, what was your reason? Go ahead, Mike. Uh,
2: materialism. Uh, the oh, yeah. writers are materialists, and they don't think that there could be anything any spiritual power beyond what is really. Sub- it's just like the disease. It's like what's killing the tree? It's uh, upside down disease. Uh, it, you can't have the elves fade away like Tolkien says and grow weary of the world and lose their grace because of their bad decisions back in the Silmarillion. You have to. It has to be a plague, and you know, an actual physical plague. And here, yeah. you you can't have. The power inherent in a ring, which, by the way, in Tolkien's world comes from the will of the crafter. So there's a there's an infusion of the will of the crafter into the power of the crafted that that be, certain beings have the ability to do, like elves and Mire. Mm-hmm. And so, so you can't have that. Nope, it's got to be energy in a right. circle.
0: <laughs> it's like it's like electromagnetic. It's the, the hamster more wheel of it, the power. More power you generate. Yes, that's oh,
2: right. Man. That's right. Yeah. So then Gil says. couple cool lines he's like this is he looks like a real elf king perilous are these whisperings. so here's an elven king saying stop talking to me about power you old man (laughs) all right so that was great and then he says then Galadriel says, Sometimes a perilous path is the only path. And she says, I wouldn't be standing here otherwise. And Gilgallad says to her, You shouldn't be standing here at all. Which I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's right. right. <laughs> so say we all. <laughs> <laughs> so say we all.
1: So I was did like, Did just become our favorite character of the show? Only for 30 seconds.
2: And then, because then, <laughs> then immediately, this just shows how terrible the writing is because they can't even write a character with a single train of thought that makes any sense. So then Gilgalad shifts into um, IQ 70 Gilgalad and says, Since the volcanic eruption, the upside down has almost killed my tree. Almost all the leaves are dead. Soon the last leaf will fall. We're all doomed. Run for your lives. So yeah, but he, he orders them all to, quote, disband the city. Because the city is now the Avengers, apparently, and and like it's a superhero (laughs) team that can be disbanded. This is a capital city of Eregion.
1: Yeah, yeah. So is Gil Gallad the boss of Eregion too? I don't get that.
0: (laughs) Well, that's a very rational question.
1: (laughs) Doesn't doesn't Eregion have like their own king or their own lord?
2: Uh, um, Yeah, well, see, Dan. That would be true. If this were tolkien's world because <laughs> I'm sorry, in tolkien's I, world I in fact in fact it turns out in there's a couple different tellings tolkien went through a couple different um, um uh, drafts on the second age in one of them actually um galadriel and kelleborn rule a for a time and uh, uh, yeah. and and so but uh, obviously that's not happening here um, but yes, the answer to your question is yes, Eregion is ruled on its own. Um, I mean, Gilgalad is recognized as the high king of all the Noldor, so he has a certain sway, but he's not the direct ruler of this land, apparently. But I mean, I guess apparently he is now, so
0: whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was, uh, lost my train of thought. Go ahead, uh, if you had something else about this. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, again, uh, it was only in speaking with the Southlander, so for uh Kell Brimbor you know everything goes back to Halbro giving him those those right decisions the low man this idea was his and
2: then I, <laughs> I, I Kell Brimbor's like damn i got caught uh, no no it's not it just his was the initial suggestion right that's it initial yep yeah, that's the ticket the initial suggestion and everything else was me totally me yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Right, okay. So, uh, I just realized uh, another thing about this where we were we were unsure whether or not Halbro planned this from the beginning or if he just kind of fell into it and now he's just going to go with it. So when he's on the raft, he has that little token or that little emblem that shows he's the Southlander king. And then he's relying on Galadriel to know that that means something, but she doesn't know that that line of kings has ended. I, so, like, yeah, it, it makes it even more convoluted. It's like, how did he come up with turn that? Turn off your brain. Of like, turn yeah, off yeah. your
2: brain, Dan. It, it's 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 going to be just. It's going to be fine. Just turn off your
0: brain. I'm sorry,
1: that just jumped so, into my brain. Sorry. Mm.
0: So, so moving through this here, she gets completely. Uh, um, uh, She's she's curious now. She's wondering. She's scared. Power
2: not oh, of flesh, but flesh over flesh. flesh. The same line that Adar yeah. says. Yeah.
0: Which again, okay, if if if. Sauron has reformed into Halbrand. Wouldn't he already have power over flesh? So as they de-caravan the city, I mean, disband the city. We have to move forward.
1: It's a Voltron. <laughs> which now is worse? Just...
0: Which is worse, being de or being disbanded? I don't know.
1: I would hope the elves wouldn't have some like ceremony where they're like, "Oh yeah, we lost Steve. You know, the bees got him." Well, maybe try that's try it. Try it. Maybe the source
2: of the entire culture of the dirty little sociopath was. King,
0: High King Gilgalad. High King, King Gilgalad. Yeah, they, they, they got some news from the elves. They're like, this is a great idea. So, so then Elrond in some random meeting in the hall now, he tells him, he's like, no, 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 give us more time. And, uh, and uh, Gilgalad essentially is like, uh, okay, you're right. I, I, I misspoke earlier because Elrond requoted to him, hope is never mere, not even when it is meager, which is a jerk. Yeah,
1: that's, thing what, that's what he said to him when he sent him right. off to the elves yeah, or to the dwarves. Now, now this concept, like
2: it's it's just such a cornucopia of of trash, and then every once in a while there's (laughs) there's like a a, a little gemstone in there. Like this concept of hope um, is is a core concept of Tolkien. Like there. It, it these writers remind me of people that are just sort of flailing around they've they've read things and heard things about tolkien and his themes and they're flailing around and ultimately they just write their own um, subjectivity into everything but then every once in a while they hit on a real theme in tolkien but and this, what this is a real does,
0: right, but yeah but it's a real theme but what it does is it again it diminishes gilgalad as somebody of mm-hmm. uh of a noble value because he can't even remember what his own Uh, morals are in a way like he doesn't understand that Mm yes hope is not something to be just given up on and disbanded until Elrond has to tell him again but see
2: you're presuming Jonathan that he's a a character that actually has real motivations and not just a straw man that the writers stuff stuff whatever they need to into his mouth in order to um yeah forget that image anymore.
1: yeah i don't i don't like how they have a scene where they have a whole discussion about what they should do and he's very clear i we need to do this that's my decision and then immediately goes back yes. on it like they, yeah, they've done that they've done this with the several characters like bronwyn where it's yeah. like we've given up hope we got we have no chance and then the very next scene she's like rambo setting up all the traps in the town like, <laughs> it's, like they, rambo. it's like they just constantly rewrite their own stuff it, it's, it doesn't make any sense
0: so here's the amazing uh, forge that was built. The realm of the Elven Smiths, and there are, uh, there are two of them walking in. Super powerful. I wish they would have spent perhaps a little bit of time telling us how great these Elven Smiths are, because it is their realm.
2: Right. You, uh, have, to, you have to realize, and I, I know you haven't read it yet, Dan, but this, the whole, the whole um, uh, core character of this whole Elven realm is it's this center for craft yeah. And the Smiths of Oregion, the Elf Smiths of Ereinion, are this legendary thing in Middle Earth. And uh, you know, there's Bill and Bob, and I guess that's it.
1: <laughs> and Kellibrumor, <laughs> an who doesn't know and about alloys. Yeah,
2: yeah. But I'm sure Bill and Bob know about alloys. So,
0: so we move on to the next scene where uh, Galadriel talks to uh, Spock. Uh, although I've been told it's Sarek, Spock's father.
2: Here. Uh, excellent two. hey <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute why do they have catacombs scour the catacombs wait a minute the catacombs are for dead bodies these are elves <laughs> that just established That's a kingdom so here oh my god there's no catacombs in
0: in and Aust- <laughs> itself <in Ischel. laughs>
2: what catacombs. the hell
0: it's for, the, <laughs> it's for all the it's for all the harfoots that were left behind, they found, they had to put a place for them. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. Oh, uh, I, just, so, I didn't even notice oh, that you until you paused. It. That's oh. so great. All these little things. Oh man. Okay, so uh, Galadriel tells him and he's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. Oh my gosh, who's the Southland King? I don't know, it's going to be hard to find Galadriel. And then like 20 minutes later, he's like, oh, here, look, this Man, here. this huge <laughs> scroll that we found that has the entire history. And why was it in the catacombs? Why some was it in some the catacombs? dead guy. <laughs> 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 this is, this is so oh, this is so bad. Oh my gosh. Okay. And then we're back to our favorites. <sighs> the unknown cultists, Nazgirls, Nazguls, white witches, whatever you want to call them. Encino Man, right there. Hmm. And then... Uh, who uh, who now is a complete conversationalist in English who has no problems there? It just it, it flipped from one episode to the next, uh, and uh, and them. So he they tell him he's he's Sauron, and with uh, the stars again?
1: I, I, I like how they go up to him and they would be like, "Hey, bro, you're bad," and he goes, "Oh, I'm bad." Like, <laughs> no. like like how impressionable he is. He's like, "Oh, maybe I am bad." <laughs> also why do they walk
2: around with a single set of stars on a disc very far from their own lands? Like, do they just happen to pick the right set of stars? Also, they they say it's where the stars are strange, but they're yeah. from Rune. Why are well, they stars wandering strange?
0: Also, they're looking for the best... Um uh disc golf course. So keeping their discs <laughs> with them, you know, they're very personal objects oh, when you play gosh. disc golf. And they're very I have no idea. And why are they only visible in Rune instead of anywhere else? Because I don't A pattern know. visible in but one place. Because hmm. the sky changes there, I guess. uh wouldn't so it be Rune funny or,
2: if it was like whoever carved that that artifact so long low in anticipation of the arrival of Sauron was like
0: picked the wrong uh, constellation. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Dang. Down. <laughs> this isn't the one. So big reveal here, big reveal. Will you'll be known for your true art? You fell from the stars, yet you are greater than they. Ah! <sighs> Every being that walks or crawls shall be your slave. Which, okay, there it is. You are Lord Sauron. And we're like, oh no, they tricked us! It really is him. It's not Halbrand. W- which right away with the wind whooshing and everything, and, and the, he's wizarding right here. All of a sudden, and by the way,
2: by the way, he's wizarding, and like things are moving. But these beings get really weirded out by that fact like and now go to sleep and they blow some dust in his face and he falls
0: asleep <laughs> but like, why are they so worried like they do magic all the time like what you no know, And and, if, and if they, they seem pretty powerful right they can they, they can blow fire out of their hands they can capture fire they have a staff that they can do things with what, but if they're this powerful why are they searching for Sauron? because they seem pretty much just as powerful as him in many ways right. and right. and you know just like the Sith, wouldn't they be the apprentice that has to kill the master? Perhaps. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but then we get oh, the magic of the hidden harfoots because they're so good at at hiding behind large mats of ferns that they created or pulled with them.
2: Where did they get those mats? Where I, did they get them?
0: Uh, Prop room two A, down the hall to the left.
2: They didn't have them when they walked off. By the way, I just like to point out. No, they that did. Out.
0: They did not. They had nothing there. Um, so, mm. so they decide to go in, right? And so we get the battle between them, which I think the the best moment
1: comes. Please, right please there. stop on the
2: highlight. There you go. So there it is. Finally, a oh, DLS man. gets shanked. It's awesome.
1: There it is. Oh, his name was Sadik, apparently. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <After> <laughs> eight episodes. Yeah, finally. Thanks for pointing you. that out. I will forget that in about sixty seconds. <laughs>
0: So he decides that he's now a good guy and not a bad guy. And he comes in with a wind whooshing because that's apparently the extent of his power so far. So they go in and, um, the way that this, I can't, every time I see the, this, this particular feminine move, I, it's so awkward and weird. And so they, 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 they hearken back to the wizard battle between, uh, Saruman and Gandalf in Orthanc, right. uh, where, uh, Gandalf, uh, where where Saruman ends up getting Gandalf's uh, staff and starts spinning him around and all that sort of stuff and slams him up against the wall. Because the same thing kind of happens here where she casts him down and she holds him and she starts spinning him. They throw some force rocks into there too. He grabs the staff from them and uses the staff. And now it's like he has power, which the staff is not what gives him power, which I've like, I didn't like that in Peter Jackson's thing either. The staff certainly is used, but it's not like the thing like in, you know, a a second rate fantasy novel. And so all of a sudden now he's able to focus his power. It's the. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's very much more Harry Potter, right? Where it's like the uh, wand. That's right. The the wand has the power and you're able to channel that. Okay.
2: Okay. So now he reveals them for what they are. I think that's what this is meant to be. Not, not, I don't, I mean, is he stripping them of their form? What? What is he doing?
0: I, yeah. So the question, the thing I have is if I were to say yes, they're supposed to be Nazgul, which, again, is just incredibly stupid and holds nothing to any of the go back to the book, go back to the book, go back to the book. She's wearing a crown in the middle, which would speak the witch, to she's which the witch the witch queen king. of Angmar. Right. Yeah, I guess. And same thing with the other two. Uh, it, I just I, I just thought this was horrible. I hope that they don't bring him back. I mean it's like I said before in, in my review, it's it's sort of a snoke moment where they're going to get rid of these characters that they never explained and never told us, just like they did in the last Jedi. They, they got rid of the main bad guy in the first one never told us anything more about him. just like, ah, he's gone. we don't have to do anything. And so they do this here, and like you pointed out, I didn't think because it was it's so hamfisted like it's the moth, mm-hmm. I guess, because of the moth in that that uh, Gandalf used to speak to. In uh, when he was uh, captured on uh, on top of Orthanc in the Fellowship of the Ring, uh, a- and they all turn into blast off into other other moths, not ashes. It's not a, an Avengers moment. It's not a snap of the fingers, but it's all moths. If they are Nazgul, like. I mean it just keeps scraping the bottom. It goes back to what I said is like in, in my wildest nightmares, I never thought that this is where this story would end up being. It would be so far afield from what was actually already there. It's not like they took the major plot points and expanded on them. They took the major plot points and threw them in that dumpster that you talked about, Michael, let it burn and put a new book in its place. Yeah. That's right.
1: That's, that, yeah, well, I'm, that's trying right. Of, uh, I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think in Lord of the Rings or in Tolkien in general, like what do you have? You have like Nazgul, uh, you also have Barrow Whites. Any, any other supernatural no. creatures? I, I mean, I don't know. You have
0: the, the, the men, the ghosts uh, of um, the mm-hmm. paths of the dead, right? The, right. You
1: have the you have the uh, oath breakers, oath Yeah. Yeah, um, but up until but, this point, they have very much had a physical form, so but, it's not but, like they're they're not ghosts. Yeah, they're
0: not, and they're not, and they're no, but there are no other wizards who have power like that outside of the wizards.
1: Also, yeah. I would
2: like to point out Nazgul do not have the ability to, to look like humans.
0: In the real world, yeah. Unless he's turning them into them here, which would of course be not <laughs> of course again, be not what Gandalf would do, but what Sauron would end up doing by giving them the ring. So how can they wear the ring if he's turned them into this? Because they'd also take one so, of the nine rings. So, to so do I'd it. like
2: to point out the whole Nazgul idea is is impossible because Nazgul are what they are because they're their um, souls are being bound by their rings, crafted by Sauron in Season 2 um, into, in, in Nazgul, so that they can't be Nazgul. No. They have to be some kind of wraith, like uh, the Barrow Whites, but the Barrow Whites have physical form. I, I don't even know yeah. what this is. No, and they'll never tell us. You're right. I don't. I don't want to talk I, about. it I think it more.
0: they're going to leave them behind. I think they were okay, uh, officially that mystery box that they had to put in there to add some more tension and plot to the story that was unnecessary with. Kira Why does
2: Nori give give not Gandalf the staff anyway? I mean, I mean, I all I can think is like so she knows nothing about. It. She she's telling her to take it like she knows what's going to happen. Just like she knows he's good and she knows that it's it's a simple. Make a yeah. character say the way we want the plot to go because reasons. Yeah. Mm.
0: And so here they let Sadak die because... Oh, they don't, that was they, fun. I like they, that. Have no, they have no <laughs> capability of healing anyone. They're like, you got injured? <laughs> You're gonna, well, one, their goal is to leave them behind if they get injured. So, of course, they wouldn't ever bandage anything up. But two, there is a wizard, like, right right there, who healed his arm, who yep. made an can, entire can, orchard he can, he of trees. He can heal flesh. Yeah. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. he just stands there and watches him die too.
2: And I wrote in my note, "Incino man has learned from his friends and lets a friend die." <laughs> That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
1: I like yeah. how they I like how you can cut this out maybe, but I like how they tried to be like so inclusive and 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 everything and they still made the black character die first. <laughs> but it's okay.
2: <laughs> you have not plumbed the depths, I mean heights of the intersectional pyramid hierarchy. Yeah. Dan, oh. because everyone knows that even that being black doesn't isn't high, higher than being a female so females are higher mm-hmm. on the intersectional hierarchy mm-hmm. so you have a, a kind of black female in this scene and then two not black females
0: they're the ones that brought that part of the whole storyline up they're the ones that made it an issue nobody else when exactly. you create uh an ethnicity that has been walking around in a small group of like 80 people for a thousand years and you still have completely different gene pools where people look completely different from the other. Either it's a uh, a different type of world where DNA doesn't matter or they're just injecting what their their own preferences of representation I mean, into the show and uh, telling us that we shouldn't notice it at all.
2: You could go with option 1 because in this world not only does DNA not matter but volcanic blasts <laughs> at 1500 degrees only incinerate houses not skin.
0: Yes. And well and so. trees
2: and trees. and trees yeah houses and trees true so this whole scene this is a, a short scene and it's just here to tell us uh mention the way the, the faithful for the first time we have a ex- uh, conversation with the and tar and essentially um they're bolstering each other psychologically just to say that they're going to be faithful the problem that i have with it is and the fit they're going to be they're going to become part of the faithful basically um the because uh, the line from Elendil is the way of the faithful is committing, to, is committing to paying the price even if the cost cannot be known and trusting that in the end it will be worth it, which in a certain, um, a different venue could have sounded okay if you had any idea what you were being faithful for and why it's worth it in the end. So the way of the faithful is committing to pay the price people that are faithful only pay the price because there's some greater good or because they're being they're at being asked to do so by a higher power there's no mention of any of that here even if the cost get up you know and trusting that at the end it will be worth it for what worth it for what right. yeah. there's nothing to be worth it for there these the people that you people sorry the people that write <laughs> this <laughs> that write no. this show um, have no, it's clear to me, they don't have any idea what real faith is. They're just writing um, <clears throat> uh, mm. pablum that passes for Hollywood tropes about
1: faith. Yeah. And and there's no clear um, instruction that they're supposed to follow. What, what are they supposed to do? Like what, There's what, no what substance. Are they, what are they supposed to commit mm. to doing? I, there's no explanation. There's no
2: commitment in faith. There's no true belief being talked about here there's no reason there's no reason to trust that in the end it will be worth it what will be worth what like the cost of suffering will be worth what
0: dan dan said it earlier they'll be able to keep their jobs (laughs) (laughs) that's the cost just don't
2: let those darn elves back onto our island we will be able to keep our jobs
1: so I was trying to remember this scene and what they were, what they were trying to do. Sometimes the cost is dear. Are they, are they talking about going back to Middle Earth and, and wiping out the orcs, or what, what are they talk, talking about even doing at this point?
2: Well, the, I think they're referencing the fact that Elendil's lost a son and Tarmiel has lost her sight, and so and, and so yes, they're thinking about going back to Middle Earth, and so they're saying, you know, we, we, we're going to bear this sacrifice, um, which isn't a real sacrifice because everybody knows that, Elendil, that Isildur is not dead um and and but you know so Elendil hasn't doesn't have any sacrifice that he's made but they think they do and so it's just empty expressions of faith and hope right. from writers who have no idea right. what i mean i guess you could them. say the
0: only thing that they're fighting against is that they saw the big explosion they survived it they know the bad is back in middle earth and so now they have to do something about whatever that is but what are they fighting mm. for now because they what? were they were pretty pretty happy on numenor for quite a while by themselves yeah, like, just, they,
2: yeah. and what are they faithful to yeah, they keep talking about being faithful to what to what, what set of ideals are you being faithful to mm. what I mean, the reality is we know, but they won't say it The 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 Numenorians, the faithful were faithful to Iluvatar. They yeah. were the one race of men That's that actually worshiped Iluvatar. That's what they're faithful to. They're faithful to God, the God of Middle Earth. Not and the they, Valar. Could have,
0: they could have set this up by actually perhaps introducing the mental Tarma, right, where they go up and they're they're mm-hmm. not allowed to actually go up and and the the king would go up there was it once a year something like that to yes. um,
2: offer worship to
0: offer worship to yep. Luvatar. They could have established that. They completely ignored that. They spent more time. With the Harfoot's goodbye, like you said, Michael, and every episode with the Harfoot, right? It it makes the world so much smaller, and it makes their like you said, their decisions somewhat so empty because we don't know what they're fighting for. They're fighting for what? They're fighting for nothing. They're fighting for the what sun are they faithful to?
2: Don't and... know nothing. What are they fighting for? Don't know yeah. nothing. What? Why is it worth it? Don't know. Just it, yeah. it just is because I said yeah. so. Yeah. Okay.
0: So we get back to uh, this episode of Bird Box where she's <laughs> wearing... Why is she wearing that? Again, it's just the little things. Her eyes are not like... The, she has. The, she's not bleeding from her sockets. It's not. She's not wearing it for... She's wearing it for what reason? She looks fine. It's like her eyes aren't even damaged. She has bad cataracts now. I don't know, but why does she wear that? I don't know. And so they get back there, and, and Daddy's dead. Uh... They move on. There's an explosion because we find out that they've been putting too much pressure on the darn mithril.
1: Okay. So are, are we supposed to believe that that is the building that we saw at the very beginning of this episode still under construction? Is that it?
2: I, 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 so that was my theory at first. I, I, it could be that. So you only have two options here, Dan both of them are bad just spoilers but... option one it's not the dwarven forge and the dwarven forge plot line was totally useless and stupid because they're not even using it to forge the rings that's option one and this okay. is calibrillar's old forge the yeah. the hundreds of year old vines the years of vines on the walls would seem to um <laughs> oh, a yeah. option one <laughs> option right. 2 option 2 this is the dwarven forge that magically built itself like everything else happens on fast forward in this show um other oh. pause and fast forward Goodness. and this is supposed to be the dwarven forge and then we have the, the fact that they just did the, the people rendering this uh, in the in the show um uh, didn't pay attention to the fact that there wouldn't be vines on a new on a new building so that those yeah. are the two options both bad
1: well, they were making a big deal at the very beginning of the season about how they needed a forge that was as hot as dragon fire in order to mm-hmm. do the project that they wanted to do. Now we're just looking at this little tiny furnace. It's Caleb Rimbor's old workshop, or I don't know. There's an. So I, I,
2: I'm going to go with that. I think it's that, and they're just ignoring the whole plot line. Like there was no point of the whole dwarf plot line, which is stupid, but yeah. not as stupid as the second option, which is that this is the dwarf one built within days and has vines from years on it. So. Um, I would like to point out the wreckage in this shop right here because we're about to have a scene where Galadriel gets really suspicious, leaves, Halbrand follows her immediately, confronts her, they have a confrontation, Halbrand drops her in the water and then leaves. Galadriel gets out of the water with Elrond and comes back up to the forge, maybe 20 minutes later, maybe half an hour later, maybe at the most an hour later, and the forge is magically rebuilt after being destroyed. Um, so yet another
0: awesome yeah, yeah. point of continuity. And, and, and here's the, the magic line. Perhaps we've been pushing ourselves too hard. This <laughs> this reminds me of, Martha, why did you say that name? <laughs> it's just random, right? It's, 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 it's a random line. She could have said, perhaps, per, perhaps we've been spending too much time here. Like, But no, because she said pushing ourselves too hard, Halbrand says, supposing that's the trouble. And somehow they have a hydraulic press that's been trying to cram <laughs> in word <laughs> <Celebrimid laughs> Wizard, He has an ingot of iron and he has mithril. And the dude. hydraulic press is pressing it together and it happens to explode. That's, Jonathan, that's...
2: he knows how alloys work. You just take two metals and you push really hard. <laughs> that's how alloys work. I don't get it. Uh,
1: and I guess yeah. this, is another, this is another moment where uh, everything that happens after this, the rings of power, are all Galadriel's fault because she suggested, "Hey, what if we just try to not uh-huh. force them together?" A, yeah, right. <laughs> Cokes. Cokes them. Gonna, gonna coax, coax them. We're going to coax them together, and yeah, we're yeah, going to
2: see it. a scene of what coaxy means. Here's what coaxy means at the very end. Spoiler alert:
1: oh, man.
2: Elrond's going to hold the piece of Mithril over the the, the melted gold and silver, and it's going to then fall from what we colloquially call gravity into the (laughs) (laughs) into the but really what that is is not gravity it's coaxing Coaxing magical coaxing and then the mythro will uh will then decide to merge
0: you know like you said like it's imbuing your will into something if they would have pursued that sort of an idea the coaxing could have had something to do with it because Mm -hmm. imbuing your will into it they realized like what did feanor do What, what what were the smiths what are the things that we do in order to uh, give things more than just beauty. We give them a little bit of power or something like, or they could have established. They, imp- they some impart
2: of some of their own spirit or their, or their own will, right. the, the evil do it to evil effect, the good to good effect. Um, you know, cause, cause you can't say that the, the crafts of the elves were evil prior to the ones that Sauron had a hand in. Um, so, so I agree with you hundred percent, Jonathan, the, the problem of course comes with that. These writers don't understand. They, they, so just like with the methicillin and and the the upside down uh, plague, just like with the fact that we need to make a, a a crown or a ring because the because like a hamster wheel, the energy goes in a circle and never stops. So also we have to have a materialist version of coaxing, and mm-hmm. which involves gently holding it out and then dropping it, and that's coaxing because everything is materialist to these All
0: people. All right. Well, we'll we'll get to that in a minute because this scene is. The, she was handed the uh, the scroll of all the Southland kings that was sitting in the catacombs, catacombs. Uh, and uh. she realizes, oh, the, the the actual line died out a thousand years ago.
1: Uh, so yeah, so the house died out a thousand years ago, but she still recognizes the symbol enough to know, hey, you're the you're the king, aren't you? Like Whoa. <laughs> okay
0: yeah I guess so i mean she 's cool. old, so maybe she was there at one point. You could say that she recognized it as the kings of the Southlands when she fought against Morgoth back in the day uh, but uh, it, but but that she didn 't know that they didn 't that they didn 't die out. kind of a big miss if you 've been chasing Sauron all these years, and these were the people that actually like connected to sauron uh, and which leads us into this whole lazy and cheap... i this scene is the scene that I hated the most because. They had to cram in everything this that the happened before scene, to, show, yes, to yes. show us who they are, where we get the magic scene of Galadriel and Sauron yelling at each other in just sheer anguish and agony. So so, so they mind meld, and she's back in <laughs> Valinor. She's back talking to her brother. But It feels like what they're trying to do is they're trying to wrap up everything that they should have created in the first seven previous episodes of who uh, Galadriel was, of the struggle that she has with her own self and the good and the bad within her into this one, one series of scenes because the good was there with her brother and then the bad was there at the time that she ended up meeting with, uh, w- with Sauron on the raft, Halbrand, Halbro on the raft. And it made me th- think of this line, touch the darkness once more, again, which is completely against, what Tolkien would have written that in order to see the light, you have to touch the dark. Her brother saying that to, to her in Valinor Is almost like Sauron saying that to her instead now, right? That that line actually has a an evil meaning to it, and that's Mm -hmm. it. It ruins that whole line because it's now Sauron is the darkness that she has to touch. But that's
2: actually an evil line, like her brother. Her brother Finrod
0: in the terms of good. That this is in order to know where your good is, you have to see where the evil is. Like they, they thought that that was a smart, intelligent approach to understanding yourself. Uh, what do
1: you think?
2: Well, I think you're right that that's what they're trying to do, and and but but little do they know that they're actually just talking about being evil.
1: So yeah, right, well, yeah, yeah. Hey, don't be so dogmatic about it, man. Don't be so black and white. There there's lots of different opinions. There's lots of different right. views. Morality is sometimes gray.
0: That's right. That's why um, we learn you know, that Sauron will be Walter White. Sometimes
1: a lot of gray. you know, sometimes rocks sink because they look down, you know. <laughs> All right. So so here on the boat,
0: that we get again, I think Dan, when you said uh well, when Bronwyn took Sam's line in that one episode when she's speaking to Theo about um Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: and they, it's, they, it's, the, they... it's the line from Sam where he's looking up in Mordor and he sees the star off in the distance through the clouds.
2: Yes. Right, right. and he yeah. says the shadow is all. He realized the shadow was but a small and passing thing. A small and thing. passing thing. Yeah, and there's, it there's light the
1: and high beauty forever yes. beyond its reach. Right,
0: right. Yeah, wow, you guys remember that. Good. It's
1: one of my favorite lines. Yeah,
0: and, and so here they do the same thing. They, they take Galadriel's line from the Fellowship of the Ring and give it now to Sauron. So everything she says in The Fellowship of the Ring harkens back to what Sauron said, and it cheapens her lines then because it was him that tempted her originally. It's not the ring. It's, it's the love that she was, burge- the burgeoning love that she had for Halbrand was the tipping point for her. Uh, and she had, to, it's like, she, that's what I f- does it feel like that's what they were trying to go for? Like there was a relationship hmm. for them that was growing outside of it and because that's why they had to get rid of Kelleborn. Right. I don't think they succeeded in that, but I think that's what they were going for.
2: So, can we say that this was all just part of one big hell bromance?
1: Oh! <laughs> so, the line okay, that you're talking yeah. about, the line that you're talking about in this moment, that's where she says, he tells her that you could be a queen. Yeah. And that's yeah. what she says in Fellowship of the Ring. Like, instead of a Dark Lord, you would have a queen.
0: Yes. Um it's exactly
1: okay. right. right. He has, they have a couple examples.
2: The, the passage from the Lord of the Rings is much more detailed. She goes through a number of examples um, in the natural world and her power. But the key one about the stronger than foundations of the world that she ends on is the same one that he ends on here.
0: Yeah. Uh, you would make me a tyrant. He said, no, I would make you a queen, uh, fair as the sea and the sun. Uh, she. This is directly from the Fellowship of the Ring Uh, when he offers her, Frodo offers Galadriel the ring, she says, And now at last it comes. You will give me the ring freely. In place of the Dark Lord, you will set up a queen. I shall (laughs) not be dark, but beautiful and terrible as the morning and the night, fair as the sea and the sun and the snow upon the mountain. Fair as the sea and the sun. Right, And then we'll go on. Stronger than the foundations of the earth. Okay, and then what Galadriel says after "Fair is the sea, and the snow, and the sun, and the fellowship of the ring," she says, "Dreadful as the storm and the lightning, stronger than the foundations of the earth, all shall love me and despair." They lifted these two lines directly, mm-hmm. directly from it, and they think it's sort of a, you know, it's a, it's a wink nod to us to say like, so, yeah. so, so,
1: so not only does... not only does not only does that cheapen the line later on, but it, yep. it cheapens her temptation later on. She's already rejected mm. the temptation. She's right already point. said no to it here, so Very when she says point. no to it later, it doesn't matter. Yep,
0: yep. Hmm. Very good point. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. What the fucker? <laughs> I hate this crap. Sorry. Okay. <clears throat> uh, so, but she resists, and apparently, she's she's now she's now drowning, and then she wakes up because he's left. He could have he could have killed her. He just decides to leave. I guess.
2: Look, I we've already established. Halbro is actually not a bad guy. Like everything bad that he ever does comes from her.
0: And now (laughs) and now this is like the secret handshake moment. It's like, tell me about, give give me the secret handshake. So I know it's really you, right? Give me the, give me that memory that we had back in the day that we didn't establish earlier in in the show, which you could have done something.
2: So here's the problem with this. It's so, it's why it's so stupid. I mean, it's stupid on a number of levels, but here's the ultimate stupidity. Um, Halbro Sauron didn't know what her brother Finrod whispered in her ear back in Valinor either, but he does when he's in her mind. So, if this is a Sauron still in her mind, he would also know how where she met Elrond. So, there is no test here. Oh, oh my god, there's no test. Oh it's, it, it, it's 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 true. A, it, That's a very good point. This is just some seventh man. grade story writing.
0: So, they so she realizes, okay, it's Elrond. She runs back to. To this amazing forge, Michael, tell Naturally us about this forge fixed. again.
2: Oh, this forge! This forge is incredible. They wait, must have some like this. Must be all collapsible paper houses. That's what the forge is really made of, <laughs> because they they had the one blown up twenty minutes ago, and now they've rebuilt it and it's nice and clean. And boom, back up again, back in the game. So they're back and, in the <laughs> the ring forging game.
0: And they're like, Where, "Where's Hal Brown? I don't know. I doubt he'll return." Okay. Well, no right. he's like, okay, sure. <laughs> Wait, wouldn't wouldn't uh, Kel would be like? But he had all the answers. He knew everything. <laughs> I need Halbrand. He taught me about alloys. Alloys. <laughs> 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 he taught me I need to melt the metal first before actually forming <laughs> it into something. Pushing
1: it together. Oh. Maybe if we push harder <laughs> next time. <laughs> <laughs> a,
0: yeah. Three, why three? Hey, because a strand of three chords cannot be broken. No, they don't say that. One will always corrupt, two will divide, but three, yeah, there's balance. Why is there balance in three? I like how they I'm,
1: made this like political philosophy from the Enlightenment. It's like we need to have checks and balances here, people. And just three, one um, person having all the power, that's not good. <laughs>
0: Three, there's yeah. balance. They just made that up again because three, they could have established somewhere else in the show that three meant something important. I'm really glad that, they be, that. Not, that almost
2: being drowned didn't prevent Galadriel from being the wisest one among them. <laughs> that was like she just invented the whole three rings idea. Okay, great. Um, yeah, so then they make the three rings. They have some practical effects. It looks like a Rube Goldbergish sort of thing. But
0: uh, Oh wait, we don't see it yet because we get to go back here. To our favorite place. Want to go back? The garden. That isn't really a garden. That is a garden. I Hate this.
1: I hate this. This takes Uh, so long. uh,
0: Okay, so this is this is probably, if I had to say the least favorite scene in the entire series, it's got to be this because going through this here, I was literally saying, "Just get it over with." We know where we're going, and this nobody cares about their relationships or your secret handshakes that you have. It's, it's, it needs to just be over and move forward, but they spend, they love the Harfoots. That, that's the only thing to take away from this is they love the Harfoots so much, and they think that we love them so much, and that they're so cute and cuddly, and we just want to spend more time with them, that the goodbye takes forever. So, the goodbye. And Is there anything to say? Like, I just kind of want to skip over this whole line, because this whole thing, we find out that uh, Poppy, or what, is it Poppy? Uh, is that her name? Poppy. Yeah, Poppy. Still fake, fake Sam. Yeah. Fake Sam is gonna. She knows. She knows how to read the map. So that's good. She's either gonna be the leader. Although my prediction is that she'll end up because she can read a map. She'll end up following Nori, uh, and meeting up because it really have photo wrong, Sam.
2: And I'm really scared. You're right.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: But so the, she she has this great line too at 58:23. Why does everyone I love the most always have to go away? <laughs> and I just went in my head because you're a harfoot fool. <laughs> everyone goes away. You leave everyone behind. That's what you do.
1: Yeah. So yeah. yeah, they really. They, this really does go forever. It does,
0: and
2: it's a ten-minute actually... scene. And and from the moment that she that that um, not Frodo um, decides to go, it's a six-minute goodbye. <laughs> six minutes of saying goodbye.
0: Um, okay. So then we get the last part where they steal lines from Tolkien and put them in the dirty mouths of their characters, All right. uh, which doesn't make Gandalf. sense. Yeah. So she doesn't know the way like in, like Peter Jackson, like Frodo says to, to Gandalf or yeah, like, like Frodo says to Gandalf in Peter Jackson's fellowship with the ring. Oh, I don't know the way, which way is it? Gandalf, and she doesn't know, so that I feel like maybe that's a little minor callback, but it's certainly a callback in my it's opinion. It's a callback, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, he doesn't know the way now, but there's a sweet smell in the air this way. When oh, you, you mean down. the way you've been follow facing for nose. the last five minutes, to Follow your nose, which again, cheap line. I mean, it's almost exactly the same thing. When in doubt, always follow your nose, which is exactly what Gandalf, Gandalf. Says. Yep. So,
1: in the Jackson which is totally, Which is totally dumb, because doesn't he know he needs to go east? He's already said I need to go east. So what's what's all this stuff about like smelling the air? Right. And is Rune not a good uh, that place? Sound, that that
2: comment, see. all that logic, Dan, sounds really close <laughs> to a, a fascist adjacent comment. That was. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. They're actually
0: going to Rune, which is not a nice place, right? That if that's where they're going, it wouldn't smell smell sweetly from that direction anyway. It should be like the fetid right. stench is coming from the east. Let's go there. But they don't they don't do that. That's a really good point, Dan. And here we go. I'm Michael's favorite shot them. too. Which again, the point that you made, Michael, I love about this here. I guess I can leave it to you, is that they're going to right. This is supposed to be the place where what? They they they, they plant their own gardens? Is that what we have here? Because so so
2: this is a place that there is along their path that they always take and worship. these are nomads. And there's look, stop, stop, pause. There are hedgerows of freshly like like planted a month ago. There's there's uh, uh bridges made of so. who made these things who planted those this is clearly like no no really like these characters because they're really hobbits but you have explained to us in gruesome detail how much they are not hobbits and and but you still want to have the shots of them the well tended gardens and bridges of the shire um here which is clearly what they're trying to impress upon us and there's simply no way that these characters would do that. They've told us they don't, they don't plant anything. No. They, don't, no. they don't build bridges.
0: They just wander. And they're not allowed to go into other farms because in that first episode or wherever they, they talked to Nori about, did you go to the farm again? You didn't go to the mm-hmm. farm again, did you? And, uh, it's dangerous mm-hmm. there, don't do it. So here we go, here we go. Here's the hottest forge, the, the dragon fire, Dan, that you mentioned <sighs> hot, that they Hot had to as create. dragon
2: fire. Yeah. Hot
0: as dragon fire. Look at that heat.
1: <laughs> it's just Woo! on a bed of coals. This, uh, this is just Kele Brimbor's smoker for like having barbecues. Like, this isn't, yeah. this isn't anything to do with the forge. This is, this is where the dwarves go. Wait, when wait. They...
2: Go, you guys Before are going to miss the moment of coaxing. This oh, is wait. really important. <laughs> Watch the coaxing. Appreciate the coaxing. Here it is. Here it is. Don't miss it. Oh, there's the coax. It fell, it was coaxed. And by coax we mean dropped. And there's yeah. the Eye of Sauron. Uh huh. I guess it is the Eye of Sauron, absolutely. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Go. So, so the three rings that fight against the one ring are the Eye, Eye of Sauron. What? <laughs> the, the ones yeah, so, that were supposed to—the protective rings, <laughs> right? They have these stupid little ideas that that somebody came up with, and someone was like, "Good idea, Frank." that's going to be great in the show. And it never enters their mind how it everyone will love this.
1: All will love us in despair. despair. Yes. That's, so I have a yeah. question about this. So like, I know we're not supposed to use logic or supposed to go back to Tolkien to figure these things out. So in this fascist episode moment incoming, here we go. No, no, no. So it's only fascist adjacent. All right. All right. So, oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. So Sauron, has the idea to make a crown and then they switch to rings because it'll be smaller. And then Galadriel goes to three rings. At a certain point, once they realize that who Sauron is, why would they still make the rings? That's my first question. And then my That's, second question, go ahead. I can
0: answer that real fast. That's just because the, the, the creeping nothing, right. The the power they were f- going to fade away and die and this mithril in the
1: rings is going to help right. them I not for- fade I, away I forgot about that. And so then, the other question I have, just because I I don't know as much as I should about the lore that Tolkien wrote, what weren't the three Elven rings after the fact of making the rings for the Men and the Dwarves, and then Sauron secretly crafting the One Ring to rule them all? So like, aren't they, aren't they writing this completely backwards?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the reason the reason for these rings is now moot. It, the reason for the rings was to uh, have something that Sauron, because they figured out that Sauron was creating was had his hand in creating the other rings so they created these rings in secret away from him without him knowing anything about it in order to preserve the realms of the elves that was the point of the rings not
2: and by the way once they found out that the one ring um was uh was made and through it control the other rings they couldn't use the elven rings until the one ring was lost Hmm. Right? I think, I I, yeah, think I, I, I guess. Maybe I'm, maybe it's yeah. an unfinished tale, but I yeah. think that's, I think that's correct. They actually, like the three elven rings wouldn't corrupt them, but Sauron would know where they were because it, because he still had a I connection.
0: That, right. I think it he
2: still had right. a connection because of the craft used in making it, because they learned the craft from him. Um, and so, anyway, everything about the story has changed with regard to the rings. Um, we have the spinning eye of Sauron here. We have oh, Kellum Brimbor. It, this reminds me of this like the old old Donald Duck episode where Donald gets struck by lightning and he has he has like the powers of Zeus for an episode. And there's this one scene where he's like looking and he has his hands up to his face and the lightning's arcing between his fingers and he says, <laughs> "Power, power." So this is Kellum Brimbor's face. He's, he's, he's like, made that face a couple times.
0: He's like... yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I can't it's, do a good Donald Duck impression. Like, so, it's, it's, it's like he's you. so he's so pleased with himself. Yet he had absolutely zero things to do with any of this. <laughs> he's
2: like, no, you know what this? You know what it reminded me of the hilarious alloy, the whole alloy shtick here, which was so embarrassing to him. It, remember a couple of episodes ago, he told, in when in episode five, when we were in the midst of the the revelations of this Mithrasyllen fiasco, is was the what he said? Uh, he said to Elrond something like. I have subjected it to every, every possible test of some kind. And nothing diminishes its light. And now, from this episode, we learned that what he, when he said, I've, I've subjected it to every possible test, what he meant was, I slammed a bunch <laughs> of things against it. And nothing <laughs> happened. It kept being awesome. Uh, and so, therefore, because yeah, that's, that's apparently his only smithing yeah. technique, yeah. is to push things together really hard.
0: Uh, let's see. He had the rocks. He had the ruby, the sapphire, and the adamant that's what
2: by the way why aren't those rocks why aren't the gems um actually cut yeah like the elves new cut gems all the time to make them more beautiful those just look like lumps like sitting on the it's really they're really ugly actually i mean the color is cool but but, they're, but the form of it, like the very first time someone wears those and is walking around, you know it's just going to get banged on a door frame and, and <laughs> pop off. It's going be like ro- no, the gym no. will be rolling down the hall. Caleb Brimbor's one set of clothes is going to get ripped the first time he puts on the <laughs> ring. So By
0: yeah.
2: the way, how do, they end, how do the rings end up looking different when they just melted everything together? The three rings have a different look. Like the metal in them looks different.
0: Yeah, I don't, I know. Don't stop asking questions, Michael. Sorry, Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> my bad. My they bad. twist them together there. Okay, he finds the scroll in the water because he was suspicious. I guess this tells him that South there's no king. That he's no king of the Southlands. The so you know. Man.
2: So he suspects that he's someone else now. Yeah, but does we, he
0: spe- suspect? Like, I, I guess he
2: immediately. Suspects I think he suspects Sauron. That it's Sauron. I think that's what we're supposed to believe anyway. Um,
0: yeah. They grab the ruby. They throw it into the ring right here. It's uncut and beautiful.
1: Uh, it's gonna get snagged on the first what? doorway. <laughs> what? Uh, a really this is the beautiful craftsmanship of the elves.
2: They're so they're masters of gem craft, can't you tell? We mm, just yeah. hack off chunks of it and then, and then I will say stick stick on the, top of rings.
0: The two gold ones remind me uh, of my class ring that I never bought because it looked so gaudy and bad. And then here's the closing scene. Sauron
2: yes.
0: all of a sudden, once again, back in mortar, his six hundred mile journey taken in a split second. Uh, unless he became a, so a vampire and he's part of the wind cuz
1: the wind whooshes and so he just whooshed <laughs> I think and that then, exact I... same sequence is the exact same thing you see in Revenge of the Sith where Anakin Skywalker goes oh, to Oh yeah, he walks
0: up planet. and yeah. Good call. Wait, which scene in Revenge of the Sith?
1: When when, when Anakin Skywalker goes to that volcano planet where where Mustafar or whatever yeah, to Yeah, and, yeah. And that's where he does that's has that's his that's big that's battle that's 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 with uh, Luke, with Obi Wan. With Obi Wan, you have right, the right, same right. exact sequence shot where, like, you see the volcano in the eyes. And...
0: Eyes. That's
1: right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's Don't mess with success. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> and where's the? I want to see the shot, the Sauron for president shot where's the where's my where's my cell i want to there we go i want this turned into one of those hope and change t-shirts with his his face and mordor behind him
0: oh man before we close out this whole episode and give our final thoughts though um what do you guys think of the song
1: (laughs) it's insane it's insane that's what it is because like they're they're singing about rings that they, they haven't shown the viewers. Like they, they if you're learning about the rings of power for the first time by watching this adaptation made by Amazon, and then you sing this song at the end of your episode, you're in. You're, you're you're tapping into your viewers already knowing about the rings that you're trying to show them, yeah. and they haven't. You're singing about things that are nonsense, basically, according to what we've seen.
0: That's the, a really the, these aren't, I hadn't these, thought about it. They, they,
1: they don't yeah. exist.
0: They're not there. So who cares about the nine rings and the seven rings and the one ring at this point? Yeah. yeah. Also,
2: one. they're they're singing the inscription in black speech. So we're supposed to... It's something beautiful now with Sauron. I yeah. know. I was... So evil is now good. Also, well, you had a thought. Go ahead. What it, it, it oh. sounded like to oh, you? Oh, yeah.
0: No, no. I thought it. the way it was, it was a little bit more minor maybe in a minor key, but it sounded like a James Bond intro theme song <laughs> like, Yeah, it would have extended it a little bit and if i then we, here, we, we, like, we could have got a silhouette shot of like bond
2: with a walter ppk like yeah like, right, shoot, right, yeah. like Shooting into it the camera <laughs> shot
0: there's elron going and then like <laughs> exactly. the, the blood the blood comes down the screen like, it's just oh, it, it was it, it was very poor i the people say it reminds them of the song uh at the closing of the two towers i can't remember the artist who did that and people will tell us i guess but uh you know the the Gollum song mm. uh, at the end of the two towers and it has a little bit that of that one, same too. same vibe uh but it's this one is so uh, i don't know like the melody is is not right it's it's it it sounds like a theme song to a to a, a bad mystery like like a bad james bond movie in 1973 <sighs>
2: anyway you know what you fascist adjacent guys i i just thought it was stunning and brave that's what that that's <laughs> when yeah. i heard this song it, it was just, it, so stunning and so brave it was
0: uh, i think is it fiona apple did this one is that what i read
2: who cares it was stunning yeah. It's well, thanks for sticking like with us everyone. Our yeah. longest episode right. that we wow. put you through We're an
0: hour and 35. Minutes. Well, I guess a little bit less than that. <sighs> so
2: the bones are bad. That's my final thought. The reason that the nitpicking works so well is because a the writing's terrible. Um, you can nitpick a lot of things. You can nitpick even good movies and show where they might have made a mistake here and there. So I'm not I my impressions of, with it with with, with the nitpicking isn't about just trying to find something negative. But because the bones are bad with the plot line, especially the elven plotline, which is the whole arc for the entire reason why these rings get created in the first place, according to the showrunners, it's, it's so terrible. It ruins Tolkien and the nature of elves so badly. And, um, and then that, that um, I'm completely broken out. There's no immersion for me whatsoever. And then you have the terrible um, uh, dialogue and you have so many other unrealistic things that there's just no, there's no ability for them to put me in this, in this world. I don't believe any yeah. of it.
0: Yeah, they could have created a, a story and characters that we would have cared about. And it, it may not have been Tolkien, but we would have enjoyed it. it would have been I a love little, lots uh, of things that
2: aren't Tolkien. Yeah. Lots of, lots of yeah. sci-fi, lots of fantasy. There's nothing wrong with not being Tolkien. But if you're going to say you're Tolkien, you better do Tolkien. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah and 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 the i mean I, like you said the bones are bad but they weren't even able to pull off anything with the rings like they weren't even able to hint at the other rings that why the rings are important not just to the elves but to everything else they they spent so much time trying to establish that the elves needed this power and that it, in, in, in the span of, like you said, like just a few minutes in that conversation with Halbrand and the, the, the conversation with how to you know, make the mithril <laughs> coaxing it, that, that's how they're going to solve the elves' problems. And the entire storyline ends up coming. The importance of the rings is realized in such a short amount of time when they had eight and a half hours to give us this. And they, mm-hmm. they, didn't, they didn't give us anything when it came to the rings. They had a chance to talk about the nine rings for men and how even maybe the elves were talking about, you know what we need to do for the men? We, we need to give them a power too because uh, there is an evil in the land that will spread. And would have made the elves not these selfish monsters who are concerned only about themselves, but may, maybe if they would have said, you know, the, the spreading evil is there too and the dwarves, they're going to deal with it too. We should do something for the dwarves. And it would have created this moment of like working together. Um, but... They'll probably have to save that for the next season because they've got a oh, whole, like, so let's say, let's say this thing is eight and a half hours long. That means that in the next four seasons, we've got another 35 or so hours left of this season. I don't know if I have it in
2: you guys. Yeah. I, I I don't even know if, like, it's going to be two years before the next one. But on that note, you you were bringing up earlier in our um, podcast, Jonathan, the very beginning, you're bringing up the recent quote from one of the showrunners, J.D. Payne, I think, about about the fact that they're going to tell a more canonical
0: story in season two yeah. this is from an article in the hollywood reporter i mean first of all the
2: hubris of this article that he's that he that he that he thinks he assumes that it's good his characters are, are going to be like tony soprano or walter white or that he, he's really imitating batman begins in yeah. the dark Knight, which are two of the high most lauded um uh s- Uh, superhero
0: fantastical movies almost uh, uh, movies of
2: all time and 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 so the fact that so first you got the hubris but the second thing and the most simple thing in my mind is he says season two has a canonical story why didn't you tell a canonical story in season one Mm. Like, he he says it like it's something good. Like, don't worry. You have something to look forward to. It's a canonical story in Season 2. We're going to be giving the fans what they want. Yeah. WTF.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't you do
2: that in Season 1?
0: Seriously. Well, uh, well, what's funny is, so he says Season 2 is a canonical story. And in the the moment before that, he says Season 1 opens with, who is Galadriel? Where did she come from? Why did she suffer? Why is she driven? We're doing the same thing with Sauron in Season 2. So for Sauron, we'll learn... Where did he come from? Who is Sauron? Why did he suffer? Why is he driven? That's, that's the point of season two now. Now Sauron, we're going to make him a character who has suffered at the hands of Morgoth, who is broken because of the powers Around him that inflicted his own pain and suffering. Right, that's where they're going to go with this now. I'm confident that's what. This it's...
1: is like uh, this is like Disney making the Cruella movie or Maleficent. Oh, yes, you're right. They're they're yeah. making they're making Sauron understandable. Like, oh, he's so relatable. You know, he right. root for villain. Yeah, and and, yeah. and they yeah. and what they've done so far in season one, or at least in episode eight of season one, anyway, where they did everything. They made him into like this involuntary celibate that the reason why he's bad now is because Galadriel turned him down.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And
1: she, Galadriel, she Galadriel him. dragged him everywhere, made him do everything, and then she rejected him. So he's like, I did all this for you. Yeah. Yeah. If they go <laughs> I don't there. Know.
0: That's well that's that's um way more canonical. If canonical means we're gonna shoot it with a cannon and blow it out the window so you'll
1: <laughs> never see it ever again. Yeah, so how, uh, how did... How do they turn that into ca- canon? I don't I don't get that.
0: Uh, the only thing I can think of is like, oh, uh, canon means we're going to talk about the Nine Rings and the Seven Rings now. The Nine yeah. Rings for Men. And the, the, that's the canon we're talking about. It doesn't matter. It just means that these are things in the canon and then we'll build our own structures around that. Uh, what's funny is that it ends with, there may well be viewers who are like, this is the story we were hoping to get in season one. <laughs> in season two, we're giving it to them. Oh, you mean the story about rings? Is that the the story we're talking about? I guess?
2: Which which is great because like I mean that's the version of what I just said, right? Why didn't they give it to us in season one? And his answer is, you're going to get it in season two. In other words, I don't have any answer for you of why you didn't get it in season one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and and but and and because it was non-canonical in season one, it turns out when you write a non-canonical Tolkien story, all it does is highlight how much more terrible of a writer you are than Tolkien. That's yeah. right.
0: Yeah, I've seen articles. I think it was even CNN had an article that, that says it. it that, maybe it was a CNN. I don't know. There have been a few. People are finally coming around to this saying, like, it's, it's, it's people trying to write like Tolkien and trying to write what Tolkien, well, like they say that the story Tolkien never wrote, and just failing dramatically. It feels like nothing that Tolkien ever would have written. It is mm. abysmally plotted. It is paced poorly. Uh, the characters are unlikable, even when they're supposed to be likable. And the most likable ones are the bad guys, like like Adar, right? People were more interested in him than anyone else. Adar is interesting,
2: and and I actually like Calbro. Like, yeah, yeah. So congratulations, I guess. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so mm. anyway, that means that we have two years, guys, to recover, to sit in some salt baths, to go to the sauna, to wash this off of us, to get those to get the time necessary in order to feel good about it again.
1: And by salt as we mean Silmarillion.
0: Silmarillion, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Right.
1: Yeah, yes. We'll. we'll, we'll I'll just more. be over here praying that Jesus comes back before twenty twenty four. Say, spare us from this great tribulation. Yeah, <laughs> that's right.
2: Rapture, rapture, I <laughs> rapture.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. I just, uh, I guess my my final thoughts. You know, I wrote that review a couple of days ago, um, so a lot of it's in there. But like I, I just really hate that they changed the whole sequence. They changed the whole, the whole lore behind the rings. It's the fact that they made these three elven rings in isolation, and then Sauron's already in Mordor. So they, they have to come figure out some way in season two, which is supposed to be more canonical, to bring him back in some way to make the other rings, I guess. I, I don't think just, they're going to do just, that. So so Just, my, that, my just guess, that alone, yeah. it just, just pisses me off. It's like the, yeah. you just ruined the whole story.
2: Yeah. Well, what they're going to do is like what Celebrimbor does to try to combine metals. They're just going to take a bunch of stuff and push <laughs> it hard push it together. together. So they're going to push in. Yeah. They're going to Season two is going to be explaining, first of all, yes, Sauron's going to craft the rings, and then he's going to start attacking people, um, probably because uh, Galadriel will provoke him because everything is her fault, really. And then um, the he'll be winning, and then the Numenoreans will come and, and save. Um, there'll be turmoil in Numenor. Our uh, Farazan will become... Uh, ruler and then he'll come over and uh, and show saron what's up and uh yeah but you know they'll just be squishing a bunch of stuff together
0: hmm I, I'm I'm wondering you mentioned that Arferizon will become ruler because in you know in in um in Numenor what actually happened is Arferizon forced Muriel to marry him. Right?
2: Yeah I don't, I, they will never allow that. They'll never allow that say, because right? Mariel's far too empowered yes. for that to, you know, in their, yeah. in their writing. So, and,
0: and, and that is that's so unfortunate because you could create a powerful female character and she was in a very real way, like, but they, they can't make, they can't ever portray her as not having the power in the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's It's not possible. And now that she's got, unless she's blind and, she realizes that our affair is on him. You know, he, he might look a little bit bad, but down under there, he's a cuddly teddy bear. And <laughs> maybe now that my eyes are gone, I don't have to look at him. It's, it's not so bad.
2: Maybe it's she's a like, Jacob and Esau moment. She's like, doesn't realize right. who she's marrying. She's
0: like, hmm. <laughs> Like you, you feel hairier than the last time. <laughs> oh, oh geez. All, right. all right. So, well, guys, all thank right. you for bearing with us through all these episodes. Wow, this was a long one, but but I, we, we covered it all. We're, but we're done. We're done. <laughs> we made it through. We've got two years to recover. Uh, but but like I said in the beginning, thank you so much for being with us through this journey. It's been a lot of fun for us. I, you can tell, like, we laugh a lot in doing this here, and we, we do look forward to chatting with, with each other and going through it, even though there's... There's pain and trial and tribulations, and we pray for the, the Jesus to come back and take us away before <laughs> dealing with it. It was still fun, <laughs> so um, yeah. So so subscribe and like and share. Hit the bell because we're going to be doing more stuff. We're going to be. We may even go outside of the Lord of the Rings. We've we've some people are asking us to do reviews of other things. Maybe we'll see. You know, I think uh, mm-hmm. I think that would be fun too. Um, it's just a matter of creating all that time because, like I said, we do have day jobs, and and uh, and and we will though. Do more, and uh, we're glad to have you along. Uh, we'd love for you to join us uh, at our uh, Discord, at our chats, at our conversations that we're having, uh, and at our uh, live video calls that we're going to do. Uh, that's at theonewing.com/patron. Uh, join us there, like we'd really appreciate it. It would be great to have more folks joining in the conversation and uh, subscribe to get out of our all of our upcoming videos. And whenever there's news about it, we'll, we'll still talk about it and, and see where it's going. And there is also. The one thing that I guess maybe I, I have to, I don't remember the, the release date, maybe it is 2024 for that one too, but it's the, the, uh, the what is it? The War of the Rohirrim? Is that it? The, the upcoming anime? The movie? animated That's movie. all about Helm Hammerhand uh, mm-hmm. and where the, essentially the, the early, you know, why is there Helm's Deep and, and uh, the entire story is kind of a Rohan, the early great story of Rohan. So we'll, we'll definitely get in on that too. So thank you for joining us. And uh, we'll see you next time in some other video, but it's not going to be about the Rings of Power. Oh, oh and yes. yeah subscribe to window our podcast just look it up window on the west uh it's almost the first result on most search engines it's definitely the first result on every podcast app there uh and you can follow along with the silmarillion we're going to do that but i'm sure we'll finish that in the meantime before uh the rings of power of season two comes out and we'll move on to something else maybe unfinished tales or some other things uh, on fairy stories some of his essays would actually be great to to talk uh, about because i would, would be love to do that some some real deep stuff there Uh, rather than the shallowness we've experienced over the last eight weeks, seven weeks. (laughs) It'd be nice. So thanks, and we will see you next time here uh, on YouTube and the podcast, and and thanks, guys, for joining me for all this. It's been fun. Yeah, it has been. Take
1: care, all. See you guys. I'm going to go fire up some pipe weed and read Tolkien now.